somewhere out on that horizon. There's a guy who thinks he's great. He's got a podcast that's amazing. When his friends all listen, they become irate. Just cow in the city. Uh-huh. Just go in the city. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Just Cow in the City, April 18 edition. We just blow through the months and the days and the decades of mindless chatter and chit-chat and nonsense that is Just Cow in the City, but always a good time. Sometimes a more serious tone, but we haven't had to do any of those type of episodes in a long time, thank goodness. But it is so nice to be here. My God, what is with the world? But again, you can't blame global warming. It is, (laughs) I just looked at my echo which I can say because I'm in another room, you know, like it's an Amazon. uh, Oh, crap, I just said, I can't say that one. I just looked 88 degrees. All right, granted, it's noon or 1 o'clock, but uh, because I woke up late uh, because I'm exhausted. 88 degrees on April, what am I taping this, on the Friday before the 18th, whatever day that is. Holy shit, right? But then you say, oh, my God, global warming. But no, no, these, these things happen Without global warming. These are strange weather patterns. You know, they say the last time it was just on 1940. So once in a blue moon, this kind of stuff happens. It's just weird. And the beauty is, of course, it might be 88 degrees outside, but it's perfect. You know, it's not hot. There's no humidity. It should be like this all summer long. It should just always be April when, when it's 90 degrees. You know, what a what a pleasant 90 degrees. It's like living in L.A., the sun's not hot, hot, even though I'm hot in my room just because it's just, I don't know what to do. I'm not turning on my air conditioner. I'm not going to do it. I didn't turn it on yesterday. I'm not going to do it today because, you know, it's going back to 50, 50 degrees. So screw you. I'm not going to do it. Just it's time to clean the air conditioning filter and be ready. I ain't doing it. I'm not going to do it. So I've just been using the fan, but I do have my windows open. So it's, it's loud and noisy. And that's probably why I can't sleep. See, as soon as I said that, one of those loud motorcycles just went by the Queensboro Bridge. I can't sleep in that kind of nonsense, or maybe I can't sleep when it's totally quiet. It's really difficult to say, or maybe I just can't sleep. Of course, I had a lot of reasons for not sleeping, but I guess we'll get to that at the beginning. But I will say, yeah, this weather. So tonight, tonight, oh my God, tonight, I'm going to see one of my students perform improv at the university. (laughs) I asked my nephew, I'm like, yeah, you want to go with me? And he's like, yeah. So I'm like, perfect. And then he canceled on me. My nephew canceled. My nephew goes to that college. Canceled. And I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm going to go home. And I'm like, what are you saying? That I finally found an activity. Remember, he's been having a lot of trouble in this school, especially being there on the weekends. It's not a big activity school. People go home on the weekends. It's a commuter school. But he lives there. So I'm like, well, now I got some people. You meet some people. It's all good stuff. It's like, it's like, it's exactly what I did for Dory. If you remember correctly, uh, where, where that was seven, eight years ago, 
when I brought her to the Stress Factory to see Gary Goldman, one of the greatest comics right now. Uh, and I said, ask friends that you don't know, you know, and, and let's let's make some friends. And they'll be like, oh, my God, that was so cool. You know, it's a, it was a good way of getting her to make some friends. Of course, she asked the only two kids she knew from high school and one other girl who was a delight who she never spoke to again. I mean, I don't know what's with these kids. I don't know whether it's just my sister's kids or everybody's kids, but everybody is an idiot. I mean, it's just, I don't know what's going on. I mean, it's just sad. I mean, I was really shy too, really shy. I, I Yes, I've been very fortunate that for some reason people, I don't want to say now, I guess I could say gravitate to me. I'd always been lucky. It's like when my sister and I were growing up, which is maybe why she still hates me. I don't know. We'd go on a, I'm quoting a family vacation because it always sucked and it was always stupid. You know, we'd go to a hotel in Pennsylvania somewhere called the Host Farm, whatever the fuck that is. I don't even think it was a Jewish place. I don't know what it was. And I would ruin every family vacation because I was bored and we did shitty fucking stuff. So besides Disney World, which I'm pretty sure I ruined too, all our family vacations sucked because my dad made things difficult. But then I did too. I, I have to take some responsibility. But every time we'd go somewhere, I don't know, I'd make friends really easily. And it's not like I was going and being like, hey, what's up? Can we play with you guys? Uh, people would just come to me. I, I don't know why. In fact, even then, I'd be like, I wonder why they want to play with me. I wonder what their end game is. What kind of game are they playing? I, so I don't know what it is. But thank God. I don't want to pull like a goodbye girl uh, thing here. Um, what is it about you that makes a man with 162 IQ feel like a dribbling idiot? I don't know, but I thank God for it. <laughs> oh, right. Richard Dreyfus, Marsha Mason. Hello, everybody. I, this seems like a perfect opportunity for Billy to meet some people that are doing stuff on the weekends on campus in a field that he kind of wants to be in. All right, improv sucks, and it's not theater, and it's not comedy. But Well, it's a little bit of comedy, but, you know, I mean, what, what the fuck? My sister's furious at him that he's going home. It's really weird. And, you know, you try. You, I'm trying. I, I thought I came up with really good ways not not in your face parenting ways like in 16 candles where the mother forces her kid into the the dance that Molly Ringwald's at remember there's that scene she's trying to figure out what she's going to say to Jake Jake Ryan Jake I had a dream about you last night uh, and you were in it no I had a dream last night and you were in it and that's the one she's going to go with there's uh, a bunch of I I assume they're Jews and these parents that are pushing their kid which of course is ridiculous cuz if you actually watch the movie the dance is over, so they're pushing him in at the end of the dance, which is absolutely horrible. Mom, no, but I want to stay with you guys. I mean, that's Dory. You either force them or you just, I don't know. I don't know. What what do you do if you're a parent uh, like that? Even though the funny thing is, even if I didn't have any friends, although I, maybe I was depressed, but not because I didn't have any friends, just because I, I, I also enjoy spending time alone, so... I don't know. I mean, I've been, oh, God, when I think about it, and I was thinking about it yesterday when I think about the 80s, and I know I've spoken about this before, being in my apartment in Queens, you know, without the internet, obviously, and just network TV and maybe some cable. I've spent so many Fridays and Saturdays just alone. My God, and that was just sad. But the beauty was, of course, 
I didn't know what anyone else was doing. There was no Instagram, so I didn't think I was missing out on anything. It's just, you know, especially for me, becoming friendly with mostly just comics and them, you know, in the, in the time of them all becoming better at comedy and wanting to do comedy, and then, you know, like Rachel, uh, my friend Danny, or Sarah and Dave, you know, once we used to all be weekend buddies, and then they started getting weekend gigs, and then I had nothing to do. So the, I understand... Uh, having friends and not having friends i guess but you know i don't i don't know what you want to do to try i mean he seems depressed because he doesn't have a good social life even though he definitely has a social life but we just don't like his friends you know like his we don't like his leftover high school friends and we don't like the people he chooses at college we just need him to meet some but and, and, and we wouldn't say like we don't approve it's just he has mentioned i gotta get some new friends so that's the only thing and this just seemed like a perfect opportunity to, to to meet some people on campus, I don't know. Uh, well, I'm trying, you know. I've been trying for a long time. There's only so much I can do. What am I going to do with Dory? I don't know. She's got to find a place to live in Brooklyn, I think, and I'm, I'm, I'm asking around, you know. I don't know what, to, I don't know who, I don't really know anybody in Brooklyn anymore. You know, that's uh, young, uh, really happening kids. Uh, <laughs> I only know the has been, speaking of which. I went to uh, my where my sister works, an eye doctor in, in Westfield, uh, yesterday because you know that thing. On my my it, wait till I show you the bonus show is definitely happening this week. Obviously, we had the Comedy Cellar Christmas party Tuesday. I'll tell you about that in a second. But wait till you see Marina sent me a picture. It and this is when my eye was you know a week better. It looks like somebody completely punched me in the face. It's so gross. And I, I took off my glasses at that point because I was indoors. But I guess with a flash, oh, my God, it's so gross. So I went and, I, and she said, uh, the doctor said, I maybe like I had something and maybe it's a growth, which would be real fucked up. So she gave me this hot compress and this medication I had to pick up, which is the exact same medication that my doctor gave me. A couple months. I mean, this sucks. I don't know why it's not going away. And that's obviously a really bad sign. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't even itch. But there's something wrong. She's like, your eyelashes are flaky. So you have this thing and you have to use this stuff. So she gives me this hot compress to put on yesterday, right? You put it in the microwave for 20 seconds. And then you put it over your eyes for four minutes. So when I got home last night, I gave it a try. And I'm like, well, this will be fun. I'll, I'll put it on while I'm right out of the microwave. You know, I set the Alexa timer because, you know, how else do you judge four minutes? What would we do if we didn't have a sound? How are you going to know when it's four minutes without, you know, the things we have today? Anyway, so easy to set a timer these days. I'm thinking about years ago. But, of course, years ago, they probably wouldn't have had something you could put in the microwave and put in your eyes. Anyway, so I do it. And I'm like, well, I'm going to try and get to the couch. No. I know what it was. I put it on right away. So I was going to try and sit on this little cushion I have by my couch where I put my feet up. Obviously not glass and obviously not a, you know, I haven't had a, a coffee table for years, no matter what it is. So it's just a little cushion. And I usually take my shoes off on that. The, the ones I've been using that are waterproof because they're hard to take off. So I'm like, if I could make it to that cushion, this will be fun. While I'm blind, uh, I'll take off my shoes for the four minutes. So I put it on, I get the timer started, and I walk out of the kitchen, and I'm just standing there at first, because it's pitch black. You can't see anything. Plus, my eyes are closed anyway, but yeah, so it's really black. In fact, 
I got nervous that someone was fucking with me, and they turned because I could see a little light with the the uh, the light in the living room, and then it just went black, and I'm like, "Hello," you know, <laughs> it's fucking scary being blind. It's fucking terrifying. I'm like, wait, maybe I should have checked the house before I did this. And um, plus, I've been watching that movie "Don't Breathe" and "Don't Breathe 2 with that blind guy, but he's so good at being blind. Anyway. You just get nervous being in the dark. That's why I don't sleep in the dark. I can't I can't handle it. So I'm at the kitchen door, and I'm just standing there, and I'm thinking to myself, because everybody can see in my apartment from the uh, from wherever Donald Trump Jr. used to live in there. They could, they could see in. I mean, if they had binoculars, they could see him. They're like, what the fuck is this guy up to now? I mean, that, that would be hilarious. If you're just standing in your doorway with things over your eyes, they'd be like, what is going on over there? Because it really must look creepy from the other side. I guess I could take a picture, but then how do you do that? <laughs> right? So, I don't know. I guess I could plan all this stuff because I guess I'm going to be wearing this for a while. Then I moved. The, the next thing is like the kitchen table. So, I'm feeling around. for. I don't want to walk into a chair or the piano bench. So, I'm walking very carefully and feeling around. And I feel the chair. And I'm like, all right, all right. I know where I am. I know where I am. And then I feel. So, I'm looking for. I know where the next chair is. If I go a little further, I feel my, my book bag. I know I left it on the table and then I'm looking for the next chair and I can't find it. So now I'm heading over where I think the cushion is, but I think I end up on my sofa by the lamp because I feel the sofa and I'm like, Oh, I didn't think I got here that quickly over towards like the bedroom or something like that. You know, I'm like, I'm still looking for that cushion. I'm feeling around. I'm like, I don't understand. You know, and I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop right here. Something is wrong. This cushion shouldn't, this, this, the feeling I'm feeling with my hands doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's, it was, it was awesome. But I'm like, let's not be stupid because this is how I, uh, as you know, my anniversary is coming. And this is how I, you know, almost died sitting on the edge of a glass table and cutting your artery in your butt open. So I'm like, let's let's not be stupid because this, I mean, it was really fun and funny to give this a try. It was exciting, but I'm like, no, let's, let's not, let's just relax <laughs> and <laughs> wait. We'll just stand here and wait the two minutes. And then I was like, what an idiot I was. I should have been sitting down. Like when I did it this morning, I was just sitting down. It's very peaceful actually. So I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and I'm like, oh, it's got to be four minutes, right? You know, you have no idea what time is. Thing goes off. I take off the things. I'm so far from where I thought I was in my head. I, I, I That could have been so dangerous. I was over by where my computer is, you know, where I do the, 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 the Tuesday show when I'm home. I, I, I was in, I have, I, this is an apartment I've lived in for over 20 years. And I was in another location. The fact that I can't move around blind in my own apartment just goes to show you how tough it would be to be blind when you think you know where everything is. It was so fucked up and funny at the same time. I'm like, well, this is what I'm opening the podcast with today because that is so fucked up. I can't, it, it was like somebody spun me around. I was doing pin the tail on the donkey. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, what? How was how this not the ass? I put it on the head? Yeah, it's really messed up. It was, it was cool. I kind of want to try it again, but I, again, it's, it's risky. 
That's why this morning I'm like, I'm not taking any chances. I'm just sitting on the couch, and now I will apply it. So I wanted to apply it right out of the microwave. That was the thing, but I'm not doing that again. Anyway, I just went to you know the pharmacy and picked up the same drops that my other doctor subs- subscribed, so I don't know. I don't know if this is going to work. Then I got to then I got to use these wipes to wipe my eyelids and eyelashes twice a day or every day. I don't know. And then you have to like rub your eye in a certain way. It's all this like stuff. Yeah, big deal, right? I mean, it couldn't. I'm just worried. You know, it's not going to go away, and that and it looks so gross. Well, it doesn't look gross, gross, but you know, it's definitely noticeable. So that sucks. Meanwhile, at this uh, place. Now I'm talking about my eye, now it's itching. I did get glasses yesterday, at least to see far away, so I'll be able to drive better. They're pretty cool. I was like, listen, are these women's glasses? I don't want to come out here like George Costanza at the end with these ladies' glasses, and you're not telling me. May I have one of those, madam? (laughs) Madam? What do you call me, madam? Ladies' glasses. Look here, see us right here. Yeah. Gloria Vanderbilt collection. You sold me ladies' glasses. But I'm glad I, it was a perfect time. That's why I told Beth, I'm like, you know, even though it was out of the way, but I know the doctor, you know, we hang out at, at, at I've known her for a long time. She's one of Beth's friends. It was cool. So I was walking around Westfield and I got like one photo. I think it's great little town, Westfield, New Jersey, real interesting, small little town. Looks like right out of Archie Comics. It's a fun place to, you know, walk around. I was, uh, my, my sister said 11, but then she said, no, I said 1130. And then after I had said, that sounds great, because first she said 10. And I'm like, oh, God, I got to wake up early on my day off. And she said 11. I'm like, perfect. I didn't see she said 1130, so I was a little late. But perfect day. I mean, just a dream perfect day, even though it was an 80. Like I said, a very cool 80. So it was easy to just kind of walk around this little neighborhood they have a that yesterday that i told you billy went to with the video games but they didn't open till noon and then i and then i called my mom and said oh i'm running late and we wanted to play some games but she's like oh i'm waiting for him like ah crap rhoda but yeah so i finally got a pair of glasses she said i can just continue using my reading glasses but yeah i just i i need you know this will be great i wish i had them tonight to see the show this will be great if i ever go to the movies again but definitely shows Oh, my God, it'll be so great to, like, see people, like, clearly. It's been, I don't know, 15 years since I lost my glasses, and I haven't gotten... I don't know whether the prescription changed. Uh, Yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't wear glasses, except now to read, but they're reading glasses I bought at the pharmacy. So it'll be good. They're they're blue. They're blue. They're cool. They're cool. I wanted to get the complete Mr. Magoo ones. And it was, oh, oh, what a pleasant surprise. Yes, yes, it is. One, what a wonderful day to be alive, yes. Why were the people have wide open faces? Oh, Magoo, you should have been a songwriter. Hey, Joe, throw me a hot one. Oh, baseball. Yeah, but what a shame. The kids have to play ball in the street. The little tykes could easily get hurt. Oh, a vacant lot. The perfect spot for a little league ballpark with a little cleaning up. By George, I'm going to start getting things organized and give the kids a safe place to play. 
Uh, I totally wanted those, like the like the Jerry glasses we were talking about last week, with the ones that you can't see. They had those, and I'm like, I kind of want to get these for hilarity purposes. Most of them were just like, God, you really are an old man that needs glasses, and these don't. I am an old man, but these don't make me look like I'm an old man who needs glasses. You know, they look like oh, they're you're trying to look younger, <laughs> or you're trying to look your age, or whatever it is. You know that I went with the right ones, not the ones that would make everyone laugh and have a good time, which are good too. But that might run out quickly, depending on the situation, I guess. Anyway, the point of all of this story is that, as speaking about getting older, I got my eye problems, and Dave Tell got surgery this week on, I think, a rotator cuff. In fact, he told me, he said, um, the guy who does the New Jersey Devils, like, did it, some, you know, like, a, I guess a sport, he does it, he's like, oh, I do 100 of these. Something like that, because he mentioned because he knows my a cousin owns the Devils, so so it so the two so he has been calling me because he hasn't been able to go out and perform. So I've been like we've been able to talk every well, I mean, not you know he always still wants to call late at night. So you know the days I wake up early, I usually can't talk, but I've been able to uh, you know talk Wednesday and Thursday. He's still so funny. He first he goes, I'm like, well, don't you know? I'm trying to tell him really quick because he'll get angry. Just listen to your doctor. You know, just stop. You know, don't go out till at least Saturday. I mean, I think he got the surgery on Tuesday, so he couldn't come to the Christmas party. I said, please don't go. He was thinking about coming. I'm like, dude, I'm not a doctor, but I have had surgery and different kinds of surgeries. The one thing I do know, listen to your doctor and don't, and just take three to four at least days off and just try and relax. He can't sleep, he can't do anything, and he's like wants to get out and do comedy. And I said, I know this is difficult for you. I know this is ridiculously difficult for you. But you have to comply. He's like, oh, I took off the sling and started to hurt again. I'm like, you're not supposed to take off that sling for at least a month. So I, I'm just nervous he's gonna fuck it up again because people, again, that drives me crazy. They don't listen to their doctors. He's not taking the medication. You know, not the like the the pain medication. I'm like, that's maybe he's like, I don't want to get addicted. People get nervous about that. I'm like, normal people, you're not going to get addicted. You just you do it because it takes the pain away. You do it for a couple days, and then you you know you wean yourself off, and uh, that's the problem. They put it in your head. You're going to get instantly addicted. But I suppose if somebody said you you need to shoot up some heroin to make the medication work, I could see where maybe you'd get addicted. You know, you'd be afraid you get addicted anyway. He's so funny. He goes, well, I might go out tomorrow night. I'm like, well, I don't think you should. He goes, no, no, no. I'm, I'm su- the problem is I'm supposed to conduct an orchestra tomorrow, and I can't do it with my one arm. <laughs> and I didn't say it as good as he did, which made me laugh for about a half hour. I'm conducting an orchestra tomorrow. <laughs> so he can't do that. Well, he can't do that. And then we were talking about, these were the, the jokes he had yesterday that I finally talked to Rachel last night, Rachel Feinstein. And she actually asked me if I wanted to open for her tonight, but in Saratoga. And I'm like, she's like, yeah, it's like a three-hour drive. And I'm like, uh, and I was going to get paid pretty good. But I'm like, well, and this is something I could have gotten out of going to this improv show, but I'm only three hours and then coming back. Uh, you know, maybe with a little notice. You know what I mean? I don't know why she's coming back. She's going back there on Saturday. So it's a little insane. So I'm like, no, thank you so much. That's very kind of you to think of me. I think she just needed somebody to drive, obviously. That's just fine. I don't care. As long as I can drive her husband's car, not mine. I said, I don't know if my car can make it. No, she's, you can drive Pete's car. So then we were talking about she wants to 
you know, tape a special like every normal comic does, especially somebody at her status. And I said, you should do it in D.C. Because she was just telling me she was at D.C. and all of her friends and family came. I go, yeah, you should do it in D.C. Because Sarah just taped hers in Boston, which is her hometown being a New Englander. I said, you should totally do it in D.C. Not a lot of people film. I mean, I know Chris Rock just filmed there, I think, but not a lot of people do it. And it's cool, and it's your hometown. She's like, that's a great idea. So then until I was telling to tell, and he goes, oh, that'd be great. She can do all, like, the first ladies, you know, because she knows all those voices. She's like, well, look who it is. Is it is that Pat Nixon? Uh, wait, wait, is that Lady Bird Johnson? Well, Lyndon and I first came with the... <laughs> he just kept coming up with the... Uh... <laughs> well, if it isn't Dolly Madison, and how are you today? And then, you, you know, you turn around, and you're like... Well, James and I are fine. We're having a dinner party tonight. <laughs> the worst show ever. And yet, I demand she does it. And if she doesn't, I think I might. I think it's going to be important. Now, do I do the first ladies or do I do the first ladies of the American theater show? I can't decide. I can't decide. Well, who is that? Helen Hayes? Well, yes, hello, what a lovely time I've had in the theater. Who is that, Celeste Holmes? Oh, hello, everyone. Everyone talks the same, especially in the First Ladies of the American Theater. Please. Well, if it isn't Mary Todd Lincoln, how are you doing today? I'm fine. Abe is going through some stuff. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) that's so stupid. But we laughed about that for about 20 minutes. So that was a good call. So, yeah. So, but what I'm saying is, we're just get, you know, he's, and then I, I was with Sarah this week and she's like, I'm having trouble hearing. Look at us. And I said to her, I said, look at, look at us. Look, look at the three of us. Dell's got surgery for his arm. You're, you can't hear. I can't see. What this, this is how it ends. This is awful. <laughs> I guess this is it. Now we're all, I mean, this is normal stuff, I guess, but it's just, it, you feel, officially old when all your friends are we're we are now at that age and this is it you know mid 50s where we get on the phone and talk about our sick i guess this is it you always wonder you know when you talk to your grandparents how you doing today well my arthritis is acting up and i don't know what i'm gonna you know so i mean that's right out of 16 candles i mean that's um molly ringwell asked her and they they're both talking at the same time about their my bursitis so i guess that's it How's your hearing go? Well, it's better, but uh, you know, how's your eye? Uh, you know, putting the drops in, like the doctor said. Uh, now I become my mother. My mother and I can have this conversation for we. Now that's all we can talk about now is our ailments. But obviously, I still feel a lot younger when I'm over there. Oh God! <laughs> oh, sweetheart, my goodness, are you a cipher sore? I and um. <laughs> oh, good. Just look, how are you, my little oh. lamb chop? Hmm? Fine, Grandpa. Fine. How are you guys? Oh, pretty good. Of course, I get the lower pack. Oh, my corns are killing me, and I still have those headaches. But I brought the ice bag, so I get... Are you, um, hmm? you're sleeping up here? So that is uh, the story of what uh, the, uh, the, the medical uh, portion of the evening. Now, let's start with what we did after we left you. Now, last uh, Tuesday, last week, but uh, obviously I didn't get to tell you, but Saturday I was heading to Sarah's show in Red Bank with my friend, Laura. Everything went according to perfect plan, except I had to wear the dark glasses the entire time 
because my eye was just really fucked up. So I was wearing dark glasses at the bar. I didn't wear it at the show, but it took them off. But I, you know, wore it most of the time, most of, until it got dark. But I was wearing it most of the time. So I, uh, you know, got my car. Everything went perfect. I picked Lara up, and we got, you know, we went to Rhoda's. We spent some time with Rhoda. It was hilarious. Uh, like she's like, "Is your mom still having trouble breathing when she's walking?" And I'm like, "Yes." You know, well, I guess we were rushing her. You know, we take the the walk to uh, put the garbage in the uh, garbage dump. Uh, that's that's the big walk uh, that we do. But it seemed like my mom was okay with Lara. And, you know, you never know the, how your mother's going to feel about these uh, young girls uh, coming in. But uh, it was really fun. We just spent a little time with her. And then we had the unbelievable coffee that that, that place has downstairs. So she's like, boy, this is delicious. I'm like, I told you. It's, it's, it's weird. <laughs> like a, my sister and I totally look forward to having coffee at the old age home or whatever it's called. You know, it's just so weird. But they have a machine. It's a machine. And it just makes anything you can ever want in coffee. It's ten, And it's free. So it's 10 times better than anything I've had at Starbucks. And you don't have to add any sugar. I mean, they must put syrup in. I mean, it's fantastic. So then we decided we're going to meet at this place called Teak. Mitch Silverberg and his wife are going to meet us at a place called Teak in Red Bank. Perfect spot to meet. We could park at that parking lot and walk over to the Count Basie Theater. It was perfect. Mitch scored an A-plus for setting that up. And we went upstairs and we because we were a little bit earlier. And we had some drinks. And it was great. I was drinking the vodka soda with the bitters. So, again, they were going down easy. And then Beth's friends, Mara, and her boyfriend, John, came because I I forgot they were coming, and then I tried to get them backstage. I didn't know she was going to be so annoying. I don't know. I've known her for a long time. I'm like, let's see what I can do. And they bought expensive tickets. Like We didn't get them tickets. Her boyfriend got her birthday tickets. Like They might have been $300. They were like second row. So I'm like, you know what? If they bought tickets, then I guess the least you could do is bring them backstage. They're not going to fuck anything up. They're not overly drunk people or anything like that. It's just Mars' voice is really like, you know, I just want to say <laughs> like that. So it's like anything she says is like annoying, but she's she's nice. So they came and then Mitch and, and Randy came and we're all having a good time and we're all talking and I love seeing Mitch and we're we're all just at the bar hanging out and I think Laura got some appetizer. We, 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 I guess we had the calamari or something. It's it's like a, an Asian food. So it was an Asian theme but you know they have like egg rolls and stuff like that i mean i really would have liked to have actually eaten there but there was no way i was going to eat before the show because you know i get so but i gotta feed the kid we're, but we're having a really good time and again i just wish we could have just stayed there but then we walk over because i gotta get the tickets i gotta go to will call and stuff we all go to the bathroom i think i went to the bathroom at the place then i went at the count basie theater before we went in had it and that way i guess i had three drinks over there and then a glass of wine. I wasn't looking to get shit-faced, but it's just, like I said, they go down so easy. And then I had, for some reason, a glass of wine because I didn't want beer because I thought then I'd have to go to the bathroom. So I went to the bathroom for the show. Like, I think we all went. And then, you know, you get embarrassed because I'm like, well, I'm with this 29-year-old and now I got to keep going to the bathroom. But the bathroom was all pre- preliminary because I don't want to have to go during the show. Meanwhile, it was beautiful because she had to go really bad during the show. So I'm like, aha, sucker. So it was perfect. But, you know, we had really great seats. And just before... Uh, Todd came in I'm like you know what I'm going again because it'll be so much better because I was feeling it but I knew I could make it but I'm like no let me just go let me just go and I went and it was beautiful I mean I made it just in time 
I think she had to go in between Todd and Sarah's act, so sucker. But that chalk went up to the uh, older fellas. So Todd was, uh, Todd Barry, I'm talking about, remember, he was opening for her. So I thought he was terrific. I mean, it's so funny seeing him perform in front of a festive crowd like that. I think it seats 1,500 people. And with his truly medium energy act, it's so it's a weird opener. But I think the crowd loved it. They were totally attentive. I mean, it's a sour crowd, not an Atel crowd or, you know, an arty crowd, which is really tough. And he was just talking to me. He was like, wait, did you like the first salad joke or the second salad joke? Like, I like that he, I think they all appreciate, since it's sour, again, you can point out the jokes and how you like kind of go behind the fourth of us. I don't know. I thought he was funny and I was laughing out loud. I'm sure he heard me laughing. When other people aren't laughing, I laugh at some of the stuff he does just because it's, you know, <laughs> like I know what he's doing. I, you know what I mean? And then Sarah came out and she looked beautiful. I really thought she looked beautiful. I mean, really beautiful. I thought she was dressed really good. You know, I comment on her dress all the time. She was just wearing a black sweater. And I'm like, you know, Sarah, if you're, because we went over her wardrobe. I said, if you're wearing that for the special, you're going to look terrific. She goes, oh, I didn't wear that. But now I saw what she's wearing in the special. It's not so bad. As long as it's not that those shorts and those fishnet stockings, but she knows I hate those. So, yeah, she looked, she looked really pretty. And she was great. I guess she did an hour. And she was great. You know, I mean, it's like, it's funny with Sarah. You know, I always think she's funny, and she's she is a a legendary comic at this point. But it's not, you know, it's not, you know, you're not crying and going crazy with her. You know, that's just not the thing. That's why moving to L.A. is better for her. You know, she's not one of those people that'll have you rolling in the aisles. I mean, there's there's portions where it is, but you know, it's just that's the kind of comedy she is. And and it, I there wasn't one person that was dissatisfied with the show they were all excited it was a good show she's a professional and then we were supposed to wait in the seats to go backstage they clearly said the email said wait in your seat somebody will come get you and they're like oh you have to go and i'm like oh we're told to wait in the seats and the guy has no idea what day it is and i'm like what the fuck <clears throat> and then she's texting me where are you guys i'm like well they won't let us i don't some douchebag is here and he's telling us we can't go back so you know they're sometimes they're idiots there and I didn't want to be a dick, so that's why I wasn't going to anybody. I was just waiting, as I was told to do. You don't want to make a stink. But then uh, they let us all backstage, and it's just it's a Count Basie Theater, so it's built in the 1920s. You're going down these rickety steps, and you're basically just going into like a like the freezer. There's no green room. It's not like it. It's not exotic. It's not like you see in the movies with flowers and mirrors and lights and everything. It's it's just you're stuck in a basement. Like And I don't know why, if it was put together in the 1920s, why there isn't that. Because that's what we see from the 1920s, that they have those old-fashioned dressing rooms. So I don't know what happened. But we met there, and and Todd was there, and they just had some pizza, and we ate. And we stayed for a couple of minutes. And it was funny, after we left, Mitch, you know, I guess they were like, that was awkward. And, and Mitch was like, you know, I haven't been backstage with a celebrity when it wasn't awkward. So it made a lot, and he's right, you know. I mean, you know, she's sitting there with people. I mean, she knows Mitch, and she knows me, but she doesn't know anybody else except Todd. So she's just talking, you know, what is she supposed to do to people? We're just kind of staring at her. I mean, not me. Obviously, I'm best friend. So if it, was, it would have been different if it was just me going, uh, or maybe just me and Laura. But, you know, you have all those people. We're just basically staring at her and trying to involve ourselves in the conversation that she's having with Todd. And um, 
her old boyfriend, this guy Tom Giannis, was there too. I hadn't seen him in 20 years. It was nice to see him. Apparently, he was sitting right next to us, and that's who we had to keep. You know, pardon me, excuse me, pardon me, pardon me, excuse me, uh, when we were all getting up and going to the bathroom. I hadn't seen him in a long time, and he was uh, dressed awkwardly. So we just thought he was some stranger that came in and was like, well, he came in by himself. What a weirdo. But that could have been me. That's going to be me tonight. How embarrassing. Professor, you came by yourself? Yes, I have no other friends. So we leave, and Laura and I want to, you know, Mitch and Randy go home because everybody's old, and Mar and John go home, and I want to get another drink, you know, because I'm hanging out, and Laura's like, yeah, that would be great. And we go back to that bar, and then they're checking IDs, and she doesn't have her ID. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't have your ID? And she's like, yeah, I, I gave it to my friend. And I'm like, what the, what the, what the, what? what you're, you're an attorney? And you, you don't bring your ID everywhere? I mean, what, you're like a professional, but what are you talking about? Yeah, she was supposed to give it back. And I'm like, what, what are you, 12? Seriously, what the fuck? So I didn't get that mad because I didn't care if I didn't have another drink, obviously, because I was driving. But I was upset that she didn't have her ID. And then I realized, Jesus, we probably got lucky the first time that they didn't card her, even though she's old enough, and they probably just saw me, and they're like, it's fine, but this time at the, with, when they're doing it at the door because it comes more of a nightclub, they checked, and I'm like, what's the matter with you? You know, what the fuck? Because it was weird because on my email that when I'm picking up the tickets, they're like, make sure you have your ID, and I'm like, oh, I should tell everybody to make sure they have your ID. I'm like, you know what? I don't have to do that. First of all, these aren't 19-year-olds. They're going to bring their IDs. It's not like I have to tell my nephew, which I thought. You know, they, they don't need their IDs for this. And I think they're just talking about me. And I just won't bother everybody telling them they have to bring their ID. But I almost did. And then she probably would have been screwed anyway. Apparently, her ID's in Jersey, her driver's license. It's such a weird story. And it really pissed me off. And I, I hope she was embarrassed by it. I mean, I really hope she was embarrassed. Because that's, that's just too. Who doesn't carry their ID after September 11th? All right, granted, she was born on September 11th. But you know what I'm saying? In this post-September 11th, where she wasn't, and she was born much earlier, but the, the gag, you know, that's the, that's the comedy. But the post-September 11th, who doesn't know to carry their ID with them unless you're, you know, up to something? So that was pretty annoying. Uh, on the way there, we, by the way, we went through Staten Island. It was so funny. And she had never been over the Verrazano Bridge before, and I was explaining it to her because... You know, the Verrazano Bridge, if you've ever seen Saturday Night Fever, that's, and that was a very new bridge at that time. You know, it was only built the year I was born. This is beautiful suspension bridge. It's this beautiful bridge that shouldn't be beautiful because it connects Brooklyn to Staten Island. You know, who gives a shit? The only reason I am kind of obsessed with it is because my parents made me obsessed because my mother doesn't drive well. She gets car sick all the time, and they to visit my dad's parents, my grandparents, they used to have to go through Manhattan or take the ferry or, you know, all this way about because they didn't have that bridge before I was born. And so once they built that bridge, it cut off, what, 45 minutes of time? So it was a big saver. So, I, you know, they were like, oh, they would always point out that bridge. Thank God for that bridge. And then I kind of got obsessed because that's the bridge I took on my first night of doing comedy in Brooklyn because I was going to the old neighborhood and you know and then you see Saturday Night Fever and you'll get it too you know they used to play on the bridge that guy jumped off the bridge and they used to, used to have after the club they'd go and play on the bridge you know so it's that's what I was telling her I'm like this bridge is uh, it's kind of awesome let alone the views are kind of spectacular I mean especially before September 11th you 
great view of the World Trade Center. Now it's just the whatever the World Trade Center is. And a beautiful, and then I was like, well, that, she's like, oh, it's so pretty. I'm like, no, it's really not. See, this is Staten Island. It's just, it looks like it's pretty. But once you get in, you'll see it's a dump. <laughs> but it's funny to explain to the kid, the young kids. Now, you see, this bridge was built the year I was born. So, so we didn't, I didn't have anything to eat all day. And I, I'm never really hungry at this point anymore. But, you know, she can eat and I can, and I would definitely eat. And I mean, you know, and so they're again looking for a diner. We go, we see a light on. I'm like, hey, maybe it's only like, I don't know, maybe it's only 11. It's cool. It's a weekend. And uh, we walk in. They're like, oh, sorry, we're closed. And we're like, fuck you. Uh, and um, fuck, God damn that there's nowhere in Jersey to go for a diner again. Oh, it's so frustrating. I mean, I just can't believe there's no, the 24 hour diner is gone. Man, oh, I would always know a place to go in Jersey. And there's nothing better than stopping in New Jersey to go to the diner before you get to the city. Man, this sucks. So then the only place I can take, the only place I know, John Bon Jovi Rest Area. You know what I'm talking about. I'm like, hey, we'll go to the John Bon Jovi Rest We were going there either way. She's like, what's the John Bon Jovi? Oh, don't you worry about that. I mean, this... The John Bon Jovi rest area is not good. I found the new rest area last night. That's 10 times better. But the, the John Bon Jovi rest area was just the fun of, and I got pictures of the two of us in front of the John Bon Jovi rest area sign because she couldn't even believe she was laughing. You know, they're playing his music when you walk in. It's just so stupid and it's, it's just so dead. The Burger King was half open maybe, so she got some fries and I got a Whopper Jr. But the key was getting the fountain soda, of course. You know, that's, that's the key. And she loved it too. Who, who doesn't like a girl that gets the fountain soda, you know, like my sister. But there was like, you know, it was just so gross in there. And the people that work that you're just like, hey, you forgot my onion rings. And I'm like, well, you know what? I'm not even going to tell them because look at this poor guy working at the John Bon Jovi rest area on a Saturday night. I don't want to make any trouble. So we just left. I mean, it was so stupid. That place sucked. And then we went home and I had to drive her home. And she lives on First Avenue, just where I live. But, you know, my parking garage is on Sixth Avenue. So I'm like, you know what? I just thought of something. I'll park near my house because there's always parking on the weekends. So I guess I'll just take my, on Monday when I go to work, I'll drop it off first, you know, I'll, because it does work and I can catch the R train from there. So that's what I'd be doing anyway. So I was able to park right, you know, I didn't have to do another walk. I could park right at my house. I mean, that was a, a pleasure. And then I was like, wait a minute. Oh, maybe the alternate side is canceled because of Passover or Ramadan or Holy whatever week. And it was canceled on Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I only missed Tuesday. I was parking on the Tuesday side because then I wouldn't have to worry about Monday if I didn't want to move it. But it was not canceled on Tuesday. I'm like, because I could leave it because I knew I was taking it on Thursday. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. On Monday morning, I got in the, uh, in the car early. It's so weird to get in the car and go to work where it's so normal for other people. But it feels awkward to be in the car going to work. Even though I'm not going to work, I'm just going to park it. You got to go on the other side of town and everything, but everything worked flawlessly. I mean, I got to work perfectly on time. It was just, it's just weird being in the car for all of the rest of you out there. That's the most normal thing that there is. And for me, I'm like, oh, it feels awkward to be in the car when I'm going to work because we just don't drive to work here in the city. Meanwhile, they have a parking garage and I think we get a discount for working there, but uh, what am I going to do down there? What am I doing? Why am I paying uh, extra? Plus, I had to get home because we were taping the Billy Joel podcast. We taped our guest that day, uh, Saturday. So, 
uh, Monday. So I don't know. It just seemed easy to get rid of the car and not worry about it. So Sunday was beautiful because I had the whole day off. It was Easter. So I had the day off. I haven't had a Sunday off for almost a year. So I, you know, I think I slept late. And if I didn't, I, then I woke up and I ordered breakfast, which was exciting. And then I'm like, I'm going to order breakfast. And then I'm going to go back to bed. I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm not, I have no plans today. There's no way I'm going out. And then I watched 80 for Brady. Has anyone seen that yet? I couldn't wait to watch. That seemed like so much fun when I saw it. You got you love all those actresses. Never been a big fan of Rita Marino. I don't know why. I like the other three. But I love that Rita Marino's still alive and, you know, she's fucking won an Oscar in nineteen sixty three. So I do like and she looks amazing. I mean, she's the oldest of them, and she looks the best. Fascinating. And she was great. Really great. So uh, I know Mike Royce likes her because she was in the uh, television version of uh, One Day, the Latino version of One Day at a Time. So apparently she's a nice to work with and all that. And that's what you like to hear. But anyway, I thought this would be fun. Tom Brady, you know, they're going to re, you know, this is a Super Bowl that I loved. I hate the Patriots, of course, but that Super Bowl against Atlanta, where they come back from down 28 to 3 was my favorite because that was the year I decided I'm going to bet the Patriots. Fuck it. I'm just going to bet with my head, not my heart. And then I'm like, you got to be kidding me. The one time I bet on the Patriots, and then, of course, they won. So I love that Super Bowl. I don't give a shit about Atlanta. I mean, obviously, if that was the Jets and not uh, Atlanta, which it could never be, I would hate that. I, I could never watch that movie. I guarantee you nobody in Atlanta will watch that movie. <laughs> so they're probably making it like, but what about all the people in Atlanta? They're like, so, so one state's not going to watch it. We'll be fine. Anyway, the movie sucked. It was disappointing because it, it, it just wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. And the more I think about it, it's just, it's not horrible. And I would probably watch it again. But I think it's one of those things where you're like, they have Super Bowl tickets. And I'm like, I swear to God, if they lose these tickets, it's just going to piss me off. And you're watching it happen. And Sally Field, you're like watching it happen, and she's the most responsible one, and she loses them. And you're like, "This sucks. I did. I cannot have this. I, I hate it. It's like you know, watching a superhero movie and they lose their powers, or somebody has amnesia. I just hate these plot devices. Now I know the most obvious plot device is to lose the tickets, and then have to figure out how to get in or all that kind of stuff." But it's, it, I don't know, it was just bothering me because, I mean, you're sitting there as the audience, you know she's going to lose the tickets, and it's fucking frustrating. You know, I wanted to yell out at the screen, what the fuck, are you fucking kidding me? That's how you're going to lose them? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of funny points to it. Sally Field enters a hot wing eating contest, which was hilarious. I mean, she's so cute, and she's a true, li- I mean, they're all living legends. That's a fact. It was funny, I was thinking, Sarah Gilbert plays Lily Tomlin's daughter, and I'm like, well, look at these two lesbians, you know, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's kind of, I wonder if they did that on purpose or is that the gag? Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, she had to play a lesbian in the movie, but I'm just saying it's, uh, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it wasn't, and, but Tom Brady's in it and uh, the, the, there's elements to it that are fun, but for some reason something was missing and I'm not exactly sure what it was, but, you know, a lot of the Patriots, like Edelman wasn't in it, I don't think, which was upsetting because he's my boy. But Gronk is in it, and Tom Brady's obviously in it. He's a producer. 
So there's some fun. Th- you know what? I'm going to watch it again. But there was something. It was probably just the losing of the tickets. If I let that go, knowing it's going to happen, maybe it won't bother me. I don't know. Can I recommend it? Absolutely not. In fact, I talked to my mother about it, and she said the women who are those girls' ages in the movie didn't like it either. They thought it was silly and stupid, which it's supposed to be. But I guess they even got what I got, which is like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's not working, right? Also, uh, well, should I wait for the Billy Joel thing? I'll tell you. Well, I mean, we're, we're getting closer to getting Billy Joel on the actual podcast. We are making strides to get Billy Joel to the actual Billy Joel A to Z podcast. We are making strides. We're making very good strides. Alon keeps going, well, let's get another band member. I'm like, no, for what? We got the best band member. We got the best band member, and it's a great interview. Who told me yesterday they loved the interview? I was talking on the phone to somebody yesterday. Like, I, I listened. That was great. I'm like, yeah, it was great. He was really good and forthcoming and fun. Liberty DeVito I'm talking about. So the only next logical step is, I mean, anybody's going to pal unless we get Billy Joel. And wouldn't that be wonderful on our final episode? To have Billy Joel. And then we wrap up our three-year, 250-episode project. I think that's a pretty good deal. So we'll see. I'm pleased to announce that tonight, for the first time, the opening credits to Booze and Buddies will be paired with Billy Joel's voice. It's really gratifying to know that they're going to actually use my voice singing uh, my song on, on the TV show Booze and Buddies. I was in the wilderness for years when they didn't use my voice. But you hang in there long enough and you get your shot. You know, I'm back. I'm back big time. Got a call from an old friend we used to... That's not it. What's not it? Is there any way you can sing it and maybe sound more like the guy from the show? Let me try. Do you need, like, some time? Yeah, can I get some water? Yeah, we'll get you some flat water to match your voice. Go to the shop, sold a house, bought a ticket to the west. Those aren't the right lyrics. <clears throat> yeah, that sounded weird. Now he gives them a stand-up routine in L.A. And I believe it, it's not a stand-up routine, it's stand-up tartine. Like those, the sa- yeah, like the sandwiches with no top. Anyway, I was very uptight last week because I knew I had to go to the Comedy Cellar Christmas party, which was Tuesday at 9 o'clock, which is why we did a two-hour episode last week. Like I said, I was trying to get people to come, but they just won't come early to come on and be in the studio with us. So Alon, thank God, was there, and we just did two hours because we were killing time uh, waiting for the party. And then we just sat in the room waiting for the party. We went down around 9.15. And it's a, it's a good time. It's just I get worried because I know I got to work the next day at 530 in the morning. And wouldn't you know, of course, I'm like, well, I'll go 915. I'll probably leave around 10. And of course, who am I kidding? I know everyone there. It's nice to see everybody. I'm having a good time. I look at my watch. It's one o'clock. And I'm like, well, I could probably have another. I'm like, what am I talking about? I got to I got to wake up in four hours. That fucking sucks. I know when I was at work on Wednesday, no one from that party was at work at that time. But it was fun. You know, they got gambling set up, like casino stuff, which, of course, is not real money, which I found out the hard way the first year. So I was like, fuck that. 
they got a tattoo booth set up so you can get something. And then they got then when you go downstairs, the Village Underground, you know, most of it's a, the casinos in the bar area where I'm going to be doing my show May 15th. And then the tattoo areas in the lounge area, which, you know, part of the fat black pussycat. And then they had fortune tellers like Liz puts all this together and she does a great job. And that's why she demands you go. And she was also bartending, too, which was amazing. So as long as you get seen and you're there, so it's cool. And she was actually in a pretty good mood. Then downstairs, they have all this food, like a buffet, like a long line of, you know, wings and fried chicken and mashed potatoes and beet and, and Chinese food. And, and then this comic, Joe DeRosa, you probably might not know. I don't know whether he does comedy anymore. He built a sandwich shop on the Lower East Side, a thing called Joey DeRosa's or something like that. Or Joey D's, I, I don't know. And he provided a whole bunch of sandwiches. He's like, come on, just got to try one. I'm like, oh, I can't, it's Passover. I'm kidding, I just don't want to eat the sandwiches. I don't like to eat in front of people, you know that, which is weird since I love eating. And then I tried it, it was delicious. You try this one, try this one, it's great. And it really was good. I got to find the name. I, if you look up Joey DeRosa, it'll probably come up. Like Gabriel, you, you'll probably want to try that sandwich shop. Uh, if and when you in, you come to the city this year. I can get the name for you if you're going to try it because it, my cr- friend Chris Murphy's been talking about it nonstop. Sometimes they have like a thing there. I don't know what, I haven't been to the shop yet, but the sandwich was delicious. I mean, really delicious. So that was good. And then, uh, you know, Maureen was there. So, so there's video of us dancing. Actually, as I'm taping this, she'll probably premiere it today because she does a Friday dancing and I always make fun of her. And I'm like, well, let's put together a routine and, I don't know, they just put the camera on and I'm just dancing behind her, so it should be funny. She'll definitely show it on the Saturday show, which this has already passed. I'll, I'll probably have it in time for the bonus show. I mean, it's just going to be stupid. I got lots of pictures from that night. You'll be able to see my horrible eye, and then you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. This is on if you're on the Patreon, Maggie level. But it was fun. I was dancing a lot, actually, if you can believe it. Uh, it just got high right on the suit with my friend George's son had weed. It was so weird and just got a little bit high, which was nice. And then I was all good. And I was, what was I drinking? Was I drinking the same? No, no, no. I, oh, I was here. They had a signature cocktail. As soon as you walk in, I'm like, I don't know whether I'm going to drink tonight. And then they have two hot girls. Like, would you like to try your signature drink? And it comes in a cup that I bought home, like this beautiful, nice black cup that I was using all night long. And it's just, it's ginger ale and rum, but it's a special kind of rum. And I drank that all night long. And it's it all, see, when you get a hot girl to do that, it, 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 quite frankly, if it was a hot boy, I probably would have fallen for it too. God damn it. I like pretty people. So I was drinking that all night and they were going down easy too. So it was really easy to get drunk. But, you know, it was nice. And uh, I went in with Alon. So I was glad to see him. I mean, it, I was glad he was there because we were hanging out a lot and then we all separate and then we get together again. Uh, so the show is actually, I, I found. People that hang out, I hung out with like Sharon. Like that's that's where I get to hang out with all my black friends. I know that sounds horrible, but it's so funny because I'm. Hang, I, that's where I will hang out with a lot of the black comics at one. I, I don't see that many black people. It's just funny we talk about it. This on Marita show all the time, so I got to see Tony Woods and stuff. It's like if there, I think there's pictures, so it's like I gotta, you know, I gotta keep those in case. Yeah, I run for office. No, I really do know some black people, but they get it because we talk about it to their faces not like i'm saying it behind their back uh but i hung out with a charade in this little space and everything so it was like i just hung out with different people for about 10 to 15 minutes each time 
And uh, Russ Maneev was there, which was great. And like I said, Tony Woods, I hadn't seen him in years. I mean, that guy. There's all these comics you don't know. Adam Ferrara, I don't know if you know him. He used to have, I think he's on a bunch of TV shows. So it was nice to see him. We hung, I guess we have a picture together. Yeah. I don't know. You know, it's just, um, I know everybody obviously there. So it's great. And I feel like a loser sometimes, but not. The, and, and so anyway, I, I asked, so I asked my, my regulars, but I was glad I was there. So, so now the, the show on May 15th is Marina, me, Alon, Dan Natterman, you know I love Dan, and Brian Scott McFadden, who really may be one of the most underrated comics of our time in a way. And he has agreed to do the make me laugh part. So that is awesome. He's perfect. We'll see. So that's the schedule. I might, oh, Sam, I saw Sam Morell, and he said he might be able to do it too. And boy, that's a, that's a hell of a show. So we'll see. But it was nice to see Sam. We talked for a long time. He told me he was dating. So Modi, I don't know if you know this guy. He's so funny. Modi and his husband, he's a homosexual. <laughs> but it's so funny because Modi goes to Alon, oh, you're with Juskow. He's a legend. A legend. So it's good because Alon works with Modi. It's good because I keep telling Alon I'm a legend in comedy. But, you know, until you hear it from somebody else, <laughs> it's not as effective. And again, you have to, you have to ask yourself, what, how did I get to that status? How? There's no answer. There is no answer. I'm saying Chappelle says, Juskow's a legend in comedy. Ray Romano, you know, I'm trying to go, where does the legend come from? What have I done? I know it's that one performance, but it's not, you can't be a legend from one performance. You have to maintain a stability. So it really is funny. I am a New York legend I'm definitely not in la or you know country uh, u.s uh, but, but let's let's just say i'm kind of a national treasure uh no but it's it's really funny and of course then it makes you feel good like i'm like see you i told you i was popular <laughs> oh whatever but that's you know what's better than that and that was fun and then like i said it's one o'clock in the morning i'm like oh you gotta be kidding me so i walk out of there finally it's so hard to leave you say you see more people keep coming in and then I'm like, well, how am I getting home? I think Alon called an Uber, and I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm not taking a cab. I'm pretty fucked up. It was a perfect night again. So I took the bike home. Took that goddamn bike home. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to take that goddamn bike home. You know, I found the good one. I went up 6th Avenue, found the good bike, took the bike home. And then I wanted to stop. Now I was hungry. I hadn't had anything since lunch. It's 12 hours later. But I don't want to stop. I don't want to stop anywhere. I'm not going to stop... Uh, at the halal, I don't want to do any of that. I just want to get home, and I just—I don't want to stop and make a stop. You know, I got—I got to get home. It's late, so you know what I did. This is the stupidest thing. I parked the bike. I went to that little newsstand in my neighborhood where I always get like the Lotto and the and the Post on Mondays and the orange juice. And I got a thing of—I got milk. I just bought milk, and I came home and I made hungry Jack mashed potatoes. And I'm like, that's perfect. So I had to have something. Or I wasn't going to be able to go to bed, like, or I might throw up. So that was perfect, and they were delicious. And I kept crumbling uh, the uh, kosher bacon in it. <laughs> I don't know why. I kept putting like more and more stuff in it, but it was it was great. And then I think I finally went to bed at two thirty, and the alarm went off at five thirty. It was fucking awful. But then at least I knew it was over. Like the week was over. I was so worried about the party, knowing. 
I was going to be drunk and this was going to happen, even though I tried really hard. Well, maybe I don't have to drink that much, but what are you going to do? They just keep, you know, it's all free. And it's not like I was having a bad time. I was in a good mood. I wasn't tired. My stomach wasn't hurting. Everything was perfect. I was having a nice time. So then when I went to work that next day, I was really moving real slow. And you know, I was nervous to even take the subway. But then I don't think I could take a bike because, you know, it was queasy. So I'm like, if I just sit perfectly still with my glasses on, I should be okay. And yeah, I made it to work. And I was uh, uptight. And then I was like, I don't want to have breakfast today. But then, of course, my boss goes, he's like, come on, let's go. And then I have to have breakfast. But I think I only had potatoes and bacon, no eggs. For some reason, those were going to make me throw up. But then I felt fine, like, by 10 o'clock. It wasn't too bad. Most, But the, the fun of being hungover was always lunch. So I kind of hate ruining it with breakfast, but I guess you got you to do something, right? I don't know. But I made it through the day. I mean, I kept dozing off a lot. Oh, and so then, so then I was like, well, let me call Sarah and see what she's doing. Because she's in town rehearsing her play again. And it's on my, always on my way home from work. So I said, are you going to be, you know, at the play rehearsal place? I get off at four o'clock. You know, maybe we could do something out. Maybe we have dinner or something. I don't know. And I was worried because I'm like, I hadn't gotten any sleep. But I'm like, you know what? Let me do it today because I can't do it Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. So let me hang out with her today. She turns out she's working on Wall Street editing her special, her comedy special. So I'm like, well, I, I work here. That's where I am. So I said, I could be there at 410. And she's like, well, we're going to be a little longer. So just come up. So I walked to where she was working. I, I didn't know they edited stuff down by the seaport. It was perfect. I got in. I talked to everybody. I made everybody laugh for a little bit. Then we went back to watching her edit. They asked my advice on a whole bunch of stuff because they like when people have fresh eyes. I knew the guy editing it because he had edited Bumping Mics. And apparently he was there the night that it went crazy. <laughs> this guy's great. I think his name's Andrew. Great guy. Really good editor. Really good. So they're doing the thing, you know, but I was like, you know, I was having trouble staying away. I mean, not because of her special. Her special's really good. It looks great. She looks good. I was just, once in a while, just like, you know, I hadn't gotten any sleep. And I was just, I, I, I hope she didn't come over and see my eyes closed, you know, like I just, because it was no reflection on her special. I just had a rough day and it's fucking comfortable in that editing room with the lights off, you know. But I think I gave some uh, good insight. Then she showed me the opening, which is fantastic fantastic when you see this special it's hbo special don't have the name yet she's not gonna use the boy scout name i don't know what it is the opening is hilarious i love when people have comic openings before their specials i think it's the best thing and louis ck and i had a talk about this because i can't remember what he because he was talking to nikki glazer about it once i remember we were i was chiming because i was like i am a big fan of the a, a tiny 30 second to one minute sketch before the stand-up because that's the way we were born like we grew up on that a little sketch beforehand and then she does this song afterwards which was so funny i was just like i'm not spoiling it for you or anything i'm just like dude i don't know what your deal is that you can't help yourself with these kind of things you're like 50 like still doing these gags it's like so funny Again, with the diarrhea and stuff, it's just, we. how could we not be friends? It was so funny. So then we walked, I walked her back to our hotel, and we ate those burritos again. And this time I got an appetizer, so I got a tostito. It was very good, but the burrito, I remember, wasn't as good as it was last time. And I was high. 
So I don't know what happened there. But we also went to set. Oh, so we went to Seven Eleven beforehand because we were both thirsty. Because I guess we got all high, and we're thirsty. I'm like, yeah, we can get fountain sodas. It'll be great. We can use them for dinner. The Seven Eleven on this on, on the Third Avenue. It's so repulsive. All Seven Elevens are gross. That's why I like Wawa's, fucking Sunoco Station. I'm about to tell you about the Tiger Mart. Right, all those places are so ten times cleaner. And better than those horrible 7-Elevens. But this is in a bad neighborhood, technically. And there's dirty people that are in there. So you go into the fountain soda. They don't even have cups. You have to go to the counter. And the guy gives you a cup. It's like, you know, it's like that takes out the fun of everything that I love about going to a store like that. Because you don't have to talk to anybody. I mean, it's just... uh, It's like keeping that stuff at the... Walgreens or Dwayne Reed behind lock and key and you got to call somebody you know it sucks but we both got the fountain soda and we it was fantastic (laughs) but oh god that place is so awful it's just so full of dirty people and and grossness I'm not being a snob it's just it's just repulsive and 7-Eleven just doesn't seem to care the way like a Wawa or any of those other places do quick check they're all nice and clean and big and 7-Eleven just doesn't seem to care. I mean, I know it's in Manhattan and that's the way it is, but I, hey, I saw that 7-Eleven, you know, in Long Branch where I go. It's so clean and nice, but there's also a 7-Eleven in Edison that's disgusting. So it's definitely the people that run it, I guess, but I mean, it's hard. There's 7-Eleven right across the street from the Comedy Cellar. It's disgusting in there. So it's a bummer when you love a place like a 7-Eleven and you're just not getting the quality experience. So then around 9 o'clock, I said, all right, I'm going to go. We think we were watching Knocked Up, which, if you can believe, I've never seen it. It was very enjoyable. Oh, Paul Rudd action. I walked home. You know, I had to. I had to finish the walk, right? So I walked the rest of the way. It was such a beautiful night. I mean, so beautiful. I wore my coat the whole time, but that's how beautiful it was. I didn't really need to take it off. It was perfect. It was a perfect walk. Walked all the way the rest of the way home. And then uh, Thursday, which would be yesterday here, went to... So I went to the eye doctor, then I went to Rhoda's, which she made me do all this work for the library. <laughs> it's funny every time. And then I called my friend Chris Donahue and said, what do you, you know, are you around? And he's like, yeah. So I'm like, let's, Kelly's, a little thing you might be familiar with called the gobbler. And I hadn't eaten all day because I was hoping. I was hoping. And he, oh, he's the best. He's got, you know, I go, to, I say, well, you want to meet there? Or go to your, I'm like, no, I want to go to your house for the frozen mugs. Here's the light beer and the frozen mugs. Oh, I had two of those real quick. I love that he has the frozen mugs. Chris Donahue is the best. Until his wife came up. No, I'm just kidding. I like seeing his wife too. So it was great. So we all went to Kelly's. They drove. And we went to Kelly's. And uh, I had this, the usual, the uh, beautiful appetizer. I can't believe the baked potato. I took pictures. The baked potato, the loaded baked potato, it's not loaded. It's just got bacon and cheese. That's not loaded. That's not loaded. Loaded, you need a whole bunch of other stuff on. They, they got to change that name. I'm going to have to talk to that guy. But they give you like six of them. And I don't think it was very expensive. I'm saying if it was in New York, they give you three, two. It was delicious. And they got pretzels with like kind of a spicy mustard, but it was more like a Chinese mustard and the cheese, of course. And that was great. I had all of it. I ate all the... The baked potatoes, except for one, and they took one. So I must have had four. And then the gobbler came out, and I remember I said, no cheese. Because that is just too much. And it was fantastic. I mean, it was fantastic. It was so delicious. 
It really is my favorite meal. It's like a Thanksgiving meal. I think it's my favorite. It might be what I would order if I'm on the electric chair. It could be my last meal. I love turkey stuffing, gravy, cranberry stuffing, coleslaw, like just mixed together. A Thanksgiving meal, but not the Thanksgiving meal. You know, part of the Thanksgiving meal. I don't know. I've always liked turkey and gravy on the white bread. I love that meal for some reason. I don't know why. It's got stuffing in it and everything. Oh, man. It looks so much better without the cheese, trust me. Because the cheese, just then it's just, you're just like I said, I, I ended up eating the plate because I thought it was covered in cheese. I'm like, well, I thought you were supposed to. So I'm asking if they have like, what kind of amber beer do you, you know, black and tan, half and half, whatever. They don't even know what the hell I'm talking about. So finally, I'm, I see Monica and Chris are just getting the light beer again. They love the light beer and they have the frozen mug there. I'm like, all right, I'll just keep going with that. So I had two more of those. It was great. It was a great night. Even though there was a table of kids and a family band, it was kind of annoying, but I didn't care. I love that bar. I don't know why. I saw that guy again from where I grew up. It was fantastic. I love it there. I love hanging out there. And then, and so then they, they were immediately going, you know, they're always in a rush. And uh, I'm like, can't we just hang out here for a while? You know, you're, you're, you're rushing into your car. Can't we just hang out in the parking lot for a while? Because I mean, the weather was perfect. Can we just like hang out on the car for a while? But no, they 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 always want to rush home, or, or they just don't understand. They probably think I'm kidding. They just don't understand. I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back to the city. I I just want to hang out in this nice weather in this open air parking lot. But that's all right. I went home, went to the bathroom at their house, and then they're like, "We could we could drop you off at a, or we could take you to a quick check so you can get coffee on the way." Because otherwise, where we live just takes you right to the parkway. I'm like, nah. Now, nah, don't worry about it. I got, you know, I got to, I'm like a dog. I got to, I got to sing or I got to find the right space. I got to find the right, but that quick check looks a little creepy. I don't like it. <laughs> so I just take the thing and then, man, it was so easy from that house. You just get right on the parkway. It's perfect. And I'm like, well, I guess I'll stop at that stupid John Bon Jovi rest area again. But then there's a, there's another rest area called the, you ready for this? Called the Judy Bloom rest area. What? How did she get in the mix? How is it Judy Bloom and John Bon Jovi are the greatest treasures from New Jersey all of a sudden? So I was like, you know what? Let me stop at this one and get coffee right away. Even though I feel good, let me get the coffee early on and we'll see what happens. So I go in and then I see, wait a minute, I see a Sunoco a little further from the place that seems to have a store. The ones I like on the, on the turnpike. I'll go there. So I went there and I took a picture of how far away the, 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 the Judy Bloom place is, where, you know, with the horror. Because I was just thinking the last time we were at the John Bon Jovi, it was just gross. You know, when I took Laura there and I'm like, eh, this isn't where I wanted to end our night, our date together, you know. But this Sunoco station was awesome. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was clean. I was, I was getting the coffee and I was talking to this guy who was getting coffee too and I was going to get the creamers. And I'm like, oh, didn't you think these were creamers? And he goes, the first time I was in here, I absolutely did. It was just a bunch of orange juice. And I'm like, I almost put orange juice in my coffee. You believe this? And he's like, yeah. Yeah, you gotta, yeah I've been here a lot, so now I know. But uh, I didn't know then. It was funny to strike up a conversation at the uh, Sunoco, what is it called, A-plus store? I think I took a photo. I can't remember. It was so nice and clean. They have the really good stocked refrigerators, you know, so I get the, the chocolate milk and some... Actually, the uh, Donahue's gave me uh, some nice iced tea that I could take home. They have the Arnold Palmer half and half, which I love. And then I got the coffee and I got the, the butterscotch. It was it was exactly where I wanted to stop. 
It was perfect, and the coffee was delicious, made at home, no issues. Never even for a second thought about dozing off or anything. It was beautiful. I did think of parking the car in my neighbor because I knew I was going to take it out again, and I'm like, screw that. Let's just get rid of it, and we'll pick it up tomorrow. But, oh, it's so funny that for some reason, I what, now I'm in love with a Sunoco state. I mean, are you kidding me? What is the matter with me? This is when you know you've lived in New York too long. I want to hang out at the Sunoco on the parkway and the turnpike because I don't want to go back to the city and go to these dumps. It's time to move. That's got to be, just got to the city needs to be over. I'm going to have the final episode, even though I'm signing my lease again for two years. But so we have two more years till I get all my, my things in order so I can move. I, I, clearly, I must be ready to move, right? If I'm in love with the fucking Sunoco, if I want to take a date to the Sunoco station gas stop or the, you know, the Tiger Mart, yeah, maybe I just lost my mind. I am really stupid. <laughs> that doesn't make a lick of sense. Whatever. Oh, my God. We talked for an hour and 20 minutes or so. Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? Every time. I got like five things written down in this piece of paper. We love to talk. You know I love to gossip and talk and just motor my mouth around. Talk about diarrhea. Diarrhea of the mouth, I think. What's up, everybody? Whatever 7 plus 18 is is our next podcast again in April. My My mother's birthday is Thursday. We're taking her to Philadelphia. That'll be fun. Another day I get to wake up super early on my day off. Yay! And my mother's birthday is 420. And I go, I told her, I'm like, hey, I'm gonna be so high on your birthday. I can tell her that now because it's completely legal. I never would have said something like that to my mother two years ago. Yeah, everybody gets high on your birthday, mom. They do? Yep. It's a huge day where everybody just tokes up, man. It's gonna be awesome. Anyway, yeah, Philadelphia. Someone's gotta open up a window. It's 90 degrees. Have mercy, John, please. Oh, it's hot as hell in Philadelphia. Someone want to open up a window. Can we compromise here? Oh, yes. No, too many flies here. Oh, yes. Oh, for God's sakes, John, sit down. That's right. More of that next week on the all Philadelphia Just Count with the Sunny episode. And I will have a great week, everybody. I'll see you next week. Uh, I just got to say goodnight.